And welcome back, everybody, to Sports Spot. Coming up on tonight's show, we've got new. We have a new, new player here. New starter for the Jaguars. And much, much more. But before we get into that, let's get moving into this reader real quick. On Fridays from 7.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., the Exchange for Entrepreneurs meets at Smoky Row for coffee and conversation. Anyone is welcome to swing by and work, pitch business ideas, seek business help, exchange thoughts and ideas, or just enjoy cup, a cup of coffee and conversation with The Exchange. For more information, please visit theexchangeoscalusa.com. And here we go, people. People have been wanting this to happen ever since it like stopped, and that is Garner Minshew. Garner Minshew came in when Nick Foles broke his collarbone earlier in the year. And let's just say Minshew took over. Minshew became a man and played well. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm Nick Foles. I want Nick Foles to succeed in this league like he already has for the Eagles. But I just don't think that this is the way for him to go, especially with how many of these things have gone. And I just think that Minshew's going to be the better player. Um, Minshew, yes, he's a six-round pick, but look at him. He's a stud. He came from Washington State University. And, you know, that's not the greatest college in the world for stuff like that. But these guys are amazing. He's an amazing player. He should be a starter. Minshew Mania Part 2. And he's actually been called the starter for the game against the Chargers this weekend. And I think he deserves it. He's a hell of a player. And it's interesting to see this happen, especially with all of this. I mean, you've got him there. The Chargers aren't playing the greatest. And I honestly think he's the better player. And I just think he... He's the guy. He is the guy for that team. And like I said, no, he wasn't drafted by a elite talent team. He wasn't picked to go anywhere until now. He wants to be here. He wants to help this team. And I don't blame him. He's a good player. Um so over Thanksgiving break, um the Cowboys actually beat, or not beat, but lost to the Bills on Thanksgiving. If the loss to the Patriots wasn't bad enough to prove that you can't beat a, they can't beat a winning team currently, then this should be. It's the Bills. Yes, they're 9-3, and three, but they're above 500. This year now, this year, the Cowboys are 0-5 to a team that entered the league Entered the game with a winning record of above 500 there, 0 and 5. What is going on? They're 6 and 6. This is a good team. Pro Football Focus has them as a number one talented team in this league. And you're 6 and 6. Dak may, no, Dak may not be the best guy in the world for quarterback. He can get you to the playoffs. He's proven it. Jason Garrett. I mean, I still don't think we should. You should pay Dak thirty-five million, but 
like it's, it's also comes down to the head coach and Jason Garrett's just not getting it done. And it's upsetting to watch. And is Jer- Jerry Jones ready to move on? Or at least planning on getting ready for life after him? Because it's, it's just upsetting to watch. They're a good team. It's just, it's really sad. And earlier, either it was today or yesterday, uh, Jerry Jones said, Jason Garrett will coach in the NFL next year. But the thing I noticed was he did not, and I mean he did not, say the Cowboys. That's something I did notice. And I really think that's something to look at, especially with how he is. I mean, Jerry Jones is a businessman. And it'll be interesting. And now the team that I'm looking forward to them playing is a Bears team that are 6-6. and And I feel like if that Bears team loses... Or if not that bear team, if that Cowboys team loses, that Cowboy, that, it's, it's a nail in the coffin for Jason Garrett. Because then you prove that you can't be even a team that's 500. And it's it's really sad. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. And I, I just don't see it. Also, on Sunday night, um, the... Uh, Baker Mayfield injured his right hand. He hit the helmet of another player, and uh, he has a right hand contusion. Um, and that it's going to cause some issues, but I don't think it's like the end of the world. But like I said, I think he'll be fine. Um, and he could come back. He should be able to come back next week and be able to play really, really well. Um, Moving forward now, another injury, another big name player injury is Greg Olson of the Carolina Panthers. He um he got hit with a concussion and it was a it was definitely a head helmet to helmet hit and uh, I mean targeting. I mean obviously it wasn't intentional, but it's part of the rule. He lowered the crown of the helmet and so the Redskins player got ejected from the game. I can't remember the name of the player, but it's understandable. I mean. You can't, the league is trying to has been trying to and has been trying to get rid of that for years, and it's understandable to be honest with you. But for m- much much time of the year, I think it'll be interesting to see. Moving forward now, also over Thanksgiving break, in that Thanksgiving game, um, the Falcons, the kicker may have missed a game winning field goal, but damn, he's good at onsides. Real good at onsides, and I, I find it interesting to see that because a holy cow, they converted three straight successfully. And I thought that was really interesting. Moving on here, coming up later in the show, we've got college football playoff rankings and much, much more coming up on Sports Spot. And welcome back, everybody, to Sports Spot. Coming up, up now, we got much, much more to talk about. And honestly, some interesting things that have happened. Um, Andy Dalton came back as a starter last week, and honestly, he played really well. Um, 
And for me, I'm actually kind of shocked. I mean, he was benched on his birthday. And, I mean, yeah, he didn't have the greatest of chances, but Pro Football Reference, Pro Football Reference has the statistics and from his last game against the Jets where they won 22-6. Like, another thing that happened over this weekend, the Bengals won a game. The Bengals won a game. And it's against the same Jets team that beat the Cowboys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, he... He was 22 for 37 for 243 yards and a passing touchdown. And he was only sacked once. In his last start, he was he was sacked five times. And earlier in the year, he was sacked eight times. Now, I don't think Andy Dalton's the issue. No, he's not going to be the guy of the future anymore. You've given him enough time. He's developed. He's probably at his peak of his prime right now. He's a, I, I may say he may be one of the best Bengals quarterbacks of all time right now, but to me, I just don't see him being there much longer. Especially if they if they do go get Joe Burrow in this next draft, because it's gonna be that's obviously going for a quarterback, and I I just think it's gonna be an interesting thing to look at because it's going to be tough, and it's gonna be interesting to watch this and. I really wish him to do well in this league, but it's really damn hard to watch him. And it'll be interesting to see it. And a lot of these players are like that. And Andy Dalton, like I said, he was benched. He got benched. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him moving forward after this big game. Moving on. So the Patriots lost to another really good team over the weekend, and it really shouldn't shouldn't come to anyone to a surprise to anyone, because honestly, he I mean, this Patriots team is slow. This Patriots team is slow. They don't have a they don't have a top deep threat. They have a bunch of slot guys, and Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, and. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. They don't have a deep threat. And they don't have a tight end. If they don't have either of those, what 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 do you want them to do? Because this is a team that needs those. Tom Brady's not mobile like Russell Wilson. Tom Brady needs linemen. He's a, Jared Goff is kind of like him. Jared Goff needs a line. Then he needs to use his weapons. Because he's not mobile. And that's the thing that he needs to learn. It's like this team needs him. If Brady may go somewhere else next year to prove that it's not Bill Belichick, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And again, they lost to the Texans. They've lost against two good teams. They've lost against good teams. Their schedule is easy. They lost to the Texans and the Ravens. The Ravens are the number one seed in the NFC right AFC right now. Then you have the Texans who won, and they're leading their division, and they're seven and four, eight and four. I think it's yeah, eight and four. This is a team not to be messed with, and it's it's interesting because I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on with the Patriots right now. Um, moving forward. Doug Pearson says it's a long shot for the Eagles to make the playoffs. I'm thinking, 
Now, if the Cowboys keep losing, if the Cowboys keep losing, it's going to be pretty easy. It's going to be easier than you think. But they do have to go up against some of the. If they, they all they have to do is win the division, and yes, that's probably one of the hardest things to do for them. But they can still win the division and make the playoffs. This the, the NFC East is kind of a weak division right now, and it's either weak the coaching, it's weak players wise, it's it's weak upper management wise. If you're like the Giants right now, or or the Redskins, the Redskins also have some front office issues. But it's interesting to look at this because this that's a division that's easily be. Easily winnable for either the Cowboys or Eagles. That can go either way. And it's interesting to see that because, again, this is a team that needs to do it. Um, moving forward here, um, we've got Freddie Kitchens. Now, this was not smart at all. I don't know why he thought it was going to be smart. And for him, he had a picture that was posted and it was of him wearing a t-shirt and it said Steelers started it now as a you're the head coach of an organization you're basically the face of the team that puts a target on your team especially when you're playing the Steelers you're facing the Steelers and you're wearing that t-shirt now if you had won that game and it was all done and the league wasn't trying to put a blanket over it, then it'd be fine. But this is before the game. That is something you don't do. It's funny in the house. It's all funny. It's not in the public eye. I don't care if you get it from your daughter. And the fact that you say you'd do it again, the fact that he said he'd do it again, why would you want him as a head coach? John Dorsey, this is the outing that John Dorsey needs because he doesn't want him anymore. Everyone knows he doesn't want Freddie Kitchens as a head coach anymore. But there was no reason to. They're winning games. They're 5-7. and seven. There's your out. That is the out right there to get out of the Freddie Kitchens head coach. And honestly, it's not a bad thing. I mean, Freddie Kitchens is way in over his head currently. And that being said, Freddie Kitchens... Well, okay, before all this all started. So, last year when Hugh Jackson got fired in the middle of the season, they moved the offensive coordinator to the head coach, and they moved him up. They moved him up into the offensive coordinator slot from the running back coaches. Now, it would be fine of him being a position coach and doing that. Kind of. Not really, but, you know, he's not in the public eye as much. Um, but then again, he's way in over his head. He's learning on the job. This is something he doesn't understand completely. And, again, him saying he'd do it again is a mistake. That is the wrong answer. That is the absolute wrong answer if you're a head coach. It's saying you do it again. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Because, like I said, all John Dorsey needed was an out. And he's got that out. Coming up, we've got news coming out of the Redskins camp. Players having some downsides right now. And then 
you know, who who could be the future for the Saints? All coming up later in Sports Bot on KWPU 90.5, The Ladder. And welcome back, everybody, to Sports Bot. Coming up, we've got a lot more to talk about, um, especially who will be the next Saints quarterback, as well as much of the college football playoff rankings. But before we get to all of that, Dan Snyder, the owner of... And I mean an absolute mess. Because when you look at this, there's an issue with it. And sorry about this. We're having some technical difficulty. And sorry about that. We're back with the sports spot. Coming up again. Like I said, we got a lot more college football playoff coming up. And much, much more. And now... Before we get, like I said, before we get into that, Dan Snyder, like I said, is evaluating President Bruce Allen's status with the Redskins. And like I said, this organization is an absolute mess. And when I mean mess, I mean mess. Because this is a team from the top down. Dan Snyder is the issue. He needs to give up this team. I get it. It's what makes him money. But you're a billionaire at this point. You can give it up. And I mean you can give it up a lot. And especially when your team doesn't even have a copyright or a trademark because you're not allowed to. And you lost it. And so I find it interesting about that. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens for that team. Before we get into that, Terrell Pryor, before we get into the uh, t- the Saints situation, Terrell Pryor was in was in critical dis- condition over the weekend and was stabbed twice, uh, one time in the chest, one time in the shoulder, and after he was in cr- stable condition, he was arrested after his surgery for simple assault. So there's probably going to be some consequences if he is signed by a team, but maybe like a two-game suspension at most. But what led up to it? (laughs) He's a great player, don't get me wrong. He played for the Browns for a while, and he was a good player for the Browns. And I kind of wish he was a wide receiver. He used to be a quarterback, if you remember way back when he was in college. And he converted to wide receiver, became a really good wide receiver, and like I said, I think he could be a good player. Um, he could probably, actually, if he was healthy, not like once he got, you know, healthy from this incident, I would actually see the Patriots actually trying to chase after him. He's a good deep threat. And it'll be interesting because the Patriots need that. Like I said, the Patriots are in need of that. Um, and now moving into the one topic I was wanting to talk about. Um... I believe Taysom Hill, that number seven on the Saints, who's a quarterback but been playing elsewhere, could be the next guy. I think he's the next guy for after Tom Brady leaves. Not Tom Brady, but Drew Brees leaves. Drew Brees is that he, Drew Brees is in his forties, like Tom Brady is. That's why I'm thinking Tom Brady there. But I just think it's interesting because you've got these guys that are there. Taysom Hill's that guy. Teddy Bridgewater's leaving him free agency. Unless the Saints figure out a deal to keep him there to be have him be the next guy. If Teddy Bridgewater is resigned, then Teddy Bridgewater will be the next guy. But if he's not, Taysom Hill is. 
honestly, that wouldn't be a bad. I wouldn't mind it. He's fast. He's probably like a Russell Wilson. He could probably be very accurate. Actually, I think he is super accurate. And that's the thing. You got these guys that are just sitting there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Going back to the Cowboys here, uh, Amari Cooper wants to resign with the Cowboys. But the only issue is, is he? And if he doesn't, do the Patriots go after him? Instead of going after an Antonio Brown, who who's, I think is suffering from CTE. I think Antonio Brown is suffering from CTE, but we'll get into that later after this. But um, Amari Cooper, I don't think he, I don't think he resigns with the Cowboys. And I heard people thinking, what if we traded Zeke? Zeke got a lot of money. Zeke Elliott did get a buttload of money. And I wouldn't blame them. I really wouldn't. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because, like I said, I think he. I think he gets the money, and I think Dak gets paid before Cooper. I think Dak Prescott gets paid before Amari Cooper does, and that's the issue. I don't think Dak gets paid first. I feel like Amari Cooper should be paid first over Dak. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that because it's interesting. Now back to me talking about Antonio Brown. I think he has CTE. Back a few years ago, he got hit by Vontaze Perfect, and he's changed ever since. And I mean ever since. Because yeah, he got lit up. But as I was saying, Amari Cooper's that guy that's going to be there. He's going to be in that free agency. Antonio Brown may not even be able to play. It'll be, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, Marquise Pouncey, the center that threw punches at Miles Garrett. Um, he is coming back he from his two-game suspension. And honestly, I could see a lot more happening with him. Um, he's a good center. He's a good center. Um, moving forward, the Vikings blew a lead last night. And it was a blown, blown lead. And it was terribly blown. They were up 17-7 going into that second half. And they just couldn't do much. In the second half, the Seahawks came riling back, and they, the Seahawks just manhandled them. The Seahawks are just a better team. Seahawks now move into the number one seed, number one seed, and they're also number one in their division. And wow, what happened this week? Packers win. The Packers get the win. The Vikings lose. Pa- Packers then retain the number one slot in the NFC North. It'll be interesting to see. The Saints clinched the NFC South in a playoff berth. Man, this is a good this is a good season for the NFC. The NFC's always been stronger than the AFC recently in recent years. The NFC's only had the Patriots for the past five years, and maybe the Chiefs. They get a few stragglers every now and then whenever someone gets something new. But still, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And I find it interesting to see what happens there with that. And Again, I just find something like that astonishing. Moving forward now. Oh, uh, like I said, Kitchens. Um, paid, uh, my bad. Um, the Delvin Hodges for the Steelers is... Devlin, my bad. Devlin Hodges will get the start in week 14. And man, that's going to be... Against the car. I mean, again, I think it'll be fine. 
they're on their fourth string quarterback technically because one, they traded Josh Dobbs to Jacksonville. Two, Mason Rudolph. Big Ben's injured, and now Devlin Hodges. If Mike Tomlin doesn't win Coach of the Year after winning, I mean, they're going to miss playoffs. But after missing this much of the like going down that much, I think Mike Tomlin probably gets it. I feel like they don't go playoffs, so I think Mike Tomlin gets all hardware. But again, it'll be interesting. Um, moving forward here, Demarius Randall is expected to play for the Browns against the Cardinals this week. He didn't play last week. According to Freddie Kitchens, he missed the practice. And honestly, it's reasonable. He took the punishment, as he should. Didn't complain. Didn't play. Just was there. Um, Giants co-owners are considering the future with Pat Shermer. Um, that being said, I don't think Pat Shermer's the issue. I think they're the, like, something, uh, maybe Pat Shermer's the issue. No one knows what's going on in New York. And it's, it's kind of funny. Now getting into some big, big news here. Earlier today, the Panthers fired head coach Ron Rivera. He's been there since 2011, and this is going to be the first time since then that they are moving on. They're not going to have him. The, the Panthers were sold last, were for sale a couple of years ago. And, again, this is a couple years ago. And this is the first change the owner has had since it happened, since he bought the team. And I find it interesting that this is something that is going to be fun to watch because Ron Rivera was 5-7 and seven without his star quarterback. Now, I would have given Ron Rivera a break. But now thinking about it, if Ron Rivera is gone... Cam is gone. Cam Newton is going to be gone if Ron Rivera is gone. Because, again, Ron Rivera hasn't done much this year. He hasn't had much either. He lost his quarterback like Mike Tomlin did. Kyle Allen had a little success, but he hasn't been able to win anymore. Because they figured him out. Coming up later, we got more. We got college football playoff, and we've got much, much more coming up later in the show. Coming up on KWPU. The oh, hold up, my bad. I've got a little bit more about this. Uh, Mike Tom, like I said, um, uh, about more about Ron Rivera. He's seventy six and sixty three and one with four playoff appearances. Um, secondary head coach uh, Perry Fer- Perry Fellwell. Will serve as interim head coach. Offensive coordinator North Turner will be special assistant to the head coach. And special teams coach Scott Turner will be interim head offensive coordinator. Like I said, coming up, we got much, much more on KWPU, the latter. Welcome, everybody, to Sports Spot again on KWPU 90.5. And getting into our last segment here. Um,. A lot is going on. Ryan Tannehill is showing up for the Titans. He's looking like a franchise quarterback again. And it's interesting to see this because it's a good player. And everyone thought his career was done when he left Miami. Don't get me wrong. I thought it too. Everyone thought when they moved on from him, it was over. But what's going on in... Tennessee, what have they got going on in the water over there? Because he is playing lights out football. Oh wait, it wouldn't be the water because Marcus Mariota hasn't played well all year. But still, Tannehill's playing extremely well, and I find it interesting to see this. Moving forward here, P- 
Patriots cut Kai Forbeth after just one game. And the Patri- the Patriots have been having issues with their kickers. Uh Gostowski's been out is out for the year. Um Nick Folk had a appendectomy happen. And then this guy just couldn't kick a ball for the love of God. And like I said, it was interesting to see because he's a good these he's a good kicker too. I mean honestly, it's interesting. Now going into college football here, um the conference championship games are this weekend and uh, the the four big ones that I'm looking at that are going to really change the college football playoff which I will get into here in a little bit but I think in the Pac-12 Oregon beats Utah Utah I, they don't have any credible wins for me Utah doesn't have any credible wins and that's an issue um the Big 12 in the Big 12 Oklahoma beats Baylor but earlier this year let's say this Baylor lost to Oklahoma 34-31. to That's going to be a good game to watch, and that's going to be a beautiful game to watch because this is going to be good competitive football, and there's history. The SEC Championship, LSU beached Georgia, and like I said, we'll get into the issue, situations here. And then the S, in the Big Ten, Ohio State beats Wisconsin, obviously. And if it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with that. And honestly, it's interesting. Before we get to the college football playoff rankings, I'm going to get into some of the underclassmen that are entering the draft early so you can look them up and possibly watch some of their highlights later. Um, Arizona running back, J.J. Taylor. This is a guy that's going to fight for yards for you. He's a good guy, and it'll be interesting to watch him come into the league. Colorado wide receiver, LaVisca Chenault. Sorry if I butcher that. I'm going to probably butcher some of these names. But again, he's going to be a good stud too. Um, Maryland running back, Anthony McFarland Jr., Missouri has three guys that are in already. Um, you've got early, anyway. Um, offensive tackle, Tristan Colo-Castillo. Uh, defensive lineman, Jordan Elliott. And tight end, Albert Okawin. I don't even want to try to say that. Penn State has an edge rusher that I was looking at some stuff earlier, and he is a stud. It's uh, your gross mottos. And he is really strong off the edge and quick off the ball. He is going to be a stud in this league. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, and then the TCU wide receiver, Jalen Rager, and he can beat his man off the start of his route and outrun him. He's going to be a good player, and it'll be he's really fast. Um, now let's get into the college football playoff rankings here. And we're going to go from 25 on up here. Um... At number 25, you have Oklahoma State, who dropped a few spots. Uh, Drops four, I think. And then at number 24, we have Navy, who was not ranked last week. At number 23, we have Virginia, who as well was not ranked. At number 22, USC, who didn't move. At number 21, Appalachian State, and they went up four spots, and that's kind of an impressive move. Um, At number 20, uh, Cincinnati goes down a spot. At number 19, Boise State goes up a spot. And now here's a big mover here. Uh, Minnesota, after they lost to Wisconsin, uh, they dropped 10 spots. They're at number 18. At number 17, you have Memphis, who went up a spot. At number 16, Iowa, University of Iowa, goes up one spot. At number 15, you have Notre Dame. They go up a spot. At number 
14, you have Michigan. They go down a spot. Oregon moves up a spot and it goes up into the rank, up to number 13. At number 12, another big mover, Alabama, dropping seven spots after losing to Auburn last week in the Iron Bowl. At number 11 is Auburn. They go up four spots after beating Alabama. At number 10, you have Penn State. And they don't move. They're pretty stagnant at number 10. At number 9, Florida moves up two spots. At number 8, Wisconsin moves up four spots after being Wisconsin, after being Minnesota. At number 7, you have Baylor, who goes up to two spots, and they're 11-1. and one. At number 6, Oklahoma goes up a spot, and they're, at number, they're also 11-1. Utah moves up a spot, and they're all as well 11-1. And, and your top four as of currently, number four, Georgia, 11-1. Clemson, 12-0 at number three. Number two, LSU, who is as well 12-0. And, and the number one, Ohio State. Now, what I think is going to happen is, like I said, LSU is going to lose. LSU is going to beat Georgia. Georgia is going to fall out of this playoff unless it's a close game, and it's a close game in the Big 12. Or if it's not a lot in the Big Twelve, well, not a clo- oh, it has to be a close game for Georgia to make it. If Baylor wins and it's a close game, Georgia's in. But if Oklahoma wins that game and it's close and Georgia doesn't win, Oklahoma sneaks in. Utah, like I said, I think Utah's going to lose this game to Oregon. Oregon has a lot more talent. Oregon just has had probably tough breaks. And as I'm saying, I'm I think the winner of the Big Twelve might sneak in. And you look at what happened to Alabama, and honestly, it's going to be a shock. That top four didn't change, and there's a reason to that because they know there's going to be a big change at the end of the year. And when I mean a big change at the end of the year, I mean a massive change because Georgia's dropping. Georgia's going to fall out of this unless it's really, really interesting at the end of that Baylor game. Baylor in that Big 12 game because it's going to be really close. And I mean really close. Because like I said, earlier this year, it was 34-31, Oklahoma wins it. Now if Oklahoma wins it again, it just secures that win even more. It secures, I think it secures Oklahoma in no matter what. Because it's a close game. It's going to be a close game and it's going to show what happens. Especially if they win big, they're in. Well, that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Thanks for listening to Sports Spot on Gay WPU, The Ladder.